We are back. It is Mile High Magazine on a Sunday morning. I am Murphy Houston. Good to see you all here. Hope you're enjoying some nice weather for a change, and we're glad to have you on Mile High Magazine. And joining me today is Megan Scremen, who is the president and CEO of Special Olympics Colorado. Megan, how's it going? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're glad to have you on for sure. And uh, let's talk about you a little bit. How long have you been with uh, Special Olympics Colorado, and what is your involvement? Yeah, so I have been with Special Olympics Colorado, or SOCO, as you may hear me refer to it, for over eight years. And then I've, I've been in the president and CEO role for almost two years. Well, that's a, that's great. That's congratulations. Or is it just more work? Oh, thank you. Probably a lot more work, No, right? it's <laughs> different kind of work. I, I will say I feel very grateful that I have been with the organization for several years before assuming the role, particularly given the past year that we've had. So it's been a great advantage to, to know the, the athletes, the families, kind of what we do. So that's been that's been very helpful, and I'm grateful for that. Well, and you talk about the past year. Let's talk a little bit about that, too. How has your programming and focus kind of, I guess, pivoted during the COVID era yeah. in 2020? It changed a lot of people's lives, and I'm sure yours as well. Yeah, it really did. We had to change, I mean, truly everything that we do, as, as did many um, but we are very much an event-driven organization. But we're also a, a, con- a connection organization. We're really about connection. Um, and so we really had to thread that needle because we know uh, the population that we work with, people with intellectual disabilities, are more vulnerable to COVID-19, but they're also more vulnerable to being socially left out and isolated. And so we really wanted to make sure that we were pivoting, providing as much programming as we possibly could giving as many ways to stay connected, fit, active as possible. So we launched a whole series of health and wellness challenges. And with that, to to date, we've had almost 10 different six-week wellness challenges since March of last year, ranging from um, a 5K training to what we have coming up, focusing on nutrition, to um, Strong Minds, which is all about focusing on emotional wellness and stress coping. So that's been a really wonderful um, addition. It's all brand new programming that we never had before, but we'll certainly keep moving on beyond this. And then, of course, sports. We we got back to sports in July in a a safe manner, so we're happy to be doing what, what what we do here. Well, yeah, that's very important to what you do. But I want to back up just a little bit and talk more about those programs yeah. you put together. How, how are they handled? Is that done virtually? Yeah. So we really try to do a combination of virtual while having things that you can do in person. So as an example, the 5K training or the Strong Minds Emotional um, Wellness Retreat. We have programming online, so greeting card making, um, uh, breathing techniques. But then we'll also offer yoga classes. And so while the yoga classes are done online, you can then do them, you know, in person. It's an actual activity. The 5K training, you could meet up with a buddy and work on running, jogging, or rolling. We had three different 5K training programs. We really tried to make those health and wellness programs things that while there is a lot of content to be done on your computer, but there's a lot, even more so, to be done away from your computer, out, outside, um, staying active and healthy. And did the uh, athletes participate? I mean, you know how problems teachers had with students trying to get them involved virtually. How did it work for you? Was yeah. it a good participation? Yeah, we've had a lot of great participation. And for us, incentivizing along the way has really helped. Right now, in the middle of a move 
challenge. And what that is, is athletes track and community members, anyone can participate. Um, we track the number of minutes that we get movement in a given week. And if the goal is to get at least 150 minutes of movement each week. Oh, that's good. And then for athletes, yeah, for athletes that do it. So there's mid, when you, just by signing up, you get a pair of uh, uh, shoelaces. Midway through, we're sending out water bottles. At the end, every athlete that completes the challenge gets a brand new pair of sneakers. So we've really found by um, adding those incentives and really health-based incentives, we're really seeing a ton of participation. And then for online, it's been fun. We try to make the programming engaging so that people want to come on and join. And we really do. We play bingo every week. We get a lot of folks that join us, even from other states. We have oh, a lot wow. of folks from Minnesota, Massachusetts, who join us every week for, for bingo, trivia, social hour. So, yeah, you name it. But it's been great. So are you going to continue those kind of operations, even though we're starting to open up and the pandemic is, I mean, it's still here, but not what it used to be a year ago. Are you going to continue with this kind of a programming? Yeah, we're trying to find that happy medium. We are definitely back in person at events. We have um, state games coming up and many other competitions coming up. So we're really trying to do that, but we will absolutely keep a lot of the programming, including those health and wellness challenges going just in a different way. Um, we may not be able to do quite as many to make sure that our athletes have time to go to practice and to go to competition, but it's been really helpful. The other thing I love about it is traditionally athletes, they compete, they train and compete on a team with a team. These virtual programs, we are a statewide organization and really a, a global organization as you look at it. All of this virtual programming, as I said, has allowed athletes from across the state to get to know each other, form friendships, athletes crossing over from states. So it's been really fun to see all of the friendships and connections that have been formed at a time when I think many people were grasping for connection. But we've really found that way to to provide a new way to make friends that probably wouldn't have happened yeah. Had we not been in this situation? Really good point. There, there's a lot of friendships that would not have been made because people didn't know mm -hmm. the other folks were even out there until they met each other virtually, yeah. somehow like that. That was great. Uh, we're talking yeah. with Megan Scrimmon, who's the uh, uh, president and CEO of Special Olympics Colorado. Okay, we're talking about the summer games, and I know you're going to have summer games. In fact, you had one yesterday, I think, on June 5th, and another one coming up on the 12th. Let's talk about that, what they're all about, and how people can get involved. Yes, we are so excited to be back in person for competition. We have been opening up practice since last July in specific sports, but this season, our spring season, is actually the first time we're really having um, truly live competition where athletes will be competing against one another um, instead of kind of a time trial type uh, system we've had in the past. So yesterday we had our front range state summer games, where athletes from really all across the front range came and competed in track and field and soccer. We also have had standalone state competitions in powerlifting and gymnastics. And then next weekend, we will be in Grand Junction for our Western Slope State Summer Games. Now, traditionally, we would have all of the state summer games, all five sports taking place in Grand Junction at Colorado Mesa University. But this year, as everything, we've had to modify it. So we, we can't have that overnight piece. So traditionally, it would be a three-day event. So instead, we've broken it up into multiple events across the state over multiple days to make sure it's, it's a safe yet fun experience for everyone. 
Now, do you need volunteers for that? I know you get coaches, and they're basically volunteering, too, to help the athletes. Are they not? Yes, absolutely. We, have, we rely on thousands of volunteer coaches. We are a small organization and serving more than 15,000 athletes statewide. So we truly do re- re- um, rely on our coaches to, to be that um, backbone of all that we do. Additionally, we use volunteers. We absolutely utilize volunteers and love our volunteers to help out at events like our state summer games coming up, um, all of the other competitions that we'll be having through the, the upcoming season. So I encourage anyone who's interested in getting involved in any capacity to go to our website, specialolympicsco.org, and you can see all of our volunteer opportunities. And we've had everything from hosting bingo and trivia. That's a really fun volunteer opportunity. Making signs and and cards and banners to cheer on our athletes. So we have a lot of opportunities for people um, to do in person and then also from home. So they just go to the website and sign up, and they're in. Or do you do, yeah. do, you do background yeah. checks at all for the volunteers? Does that kind of a thing go on? I know that happens with some organizations. Yeah, great question. So for our coaches, we call our coaches Class A volunteers, and they have to go through this Class A application process. And it includes a brand-new coaches training, which is a really, really helpful tool because coaching is – a, a difficult job. It's such an important job. And so this brand new training is incredible. It also focuses on skills that are, are helpful when coaching people with intellectual disabilities. In addition to that onboarding process, there is a background check for our coaches as well. Well, you got to be thorough about it. You got to make sure they qualify for what yeah. they need to do. I mean, coaches are coaches, but if they're not specifically involved yep. with a certain, uh, I would imagine a certain event that they're good at, it doesn't work out real well, does it? Yeah. And we really try to encourage people that no sport experience is necessary and there is a different role on the team. So if somebody is signing up for to be a softball coach, as an example, and maybe softball isn't the sport that they know or love, we would love help kind of being in that that team communication role. I mean, so that there's multiple coaches on a team so that one coach isn't responsible for everything. Um, so yeah, we really do encourage anyone to get involved. No prior sport experience necessary. And that's why I'm so excited about this, um, brand new coaches training that our team rolled out because it really does give you tools. Even if you have no prior sport experience, no prior coaching experience or no experience working with people with disabilities, um, to come on and, and become a coach and feel comfortable doing so. Sounds like a great idea. Now, besides these two summer events, uh, the one yesterday, the one on the 12th on the Western slope, do you have other ones planned throughout the summer? Yes, we are thrilled to be launching our summer season. So it's kind of confusing. Our, our summer games capped off our spring season. So I always have to clarify that. Yeah, exactly. We will officially be launching our summer season, which includes um, softball, golf, tennis, and bocce. All really popular sports, and we are thrilled to be offering all of them in an unmodified way. So athletes can really get back to participating in sports the, the way we, we have in the past. With that, we will offer state games, state summer classic. And again, we're not doing one state summer classic, but three state wow. summer classic so that we can have them in the different regions, giving as many um, athletes the opportunity to compete as possible. Well, and I know that will all be on the website as well, all the information. Yes, absolutely. So those will all take place in August. And then we also have a plane pool coming up in August. It's not a, a sporting event necessarily, but a wonderful fundraiser where teams of up to 15 can raise money for the chance to pull an airplane 
out at Rocky Mountain Metro Airport in Broomfield. It's a ton of fun, great event every year. We're excited to be to be back at Rocky Mountain Airport. So that's another fun one I encourage everyone to check out as well. Oh, yeah. We've been involved with that here at the radio stations. And uh, it is a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. But I'll tell you, it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is difficult. And you think, like, oh, I've got 15 people. We can do it. It's hard. I yeah. <laughs> It is a, an enormous airplane. Um, but it's fun. It's a contest to see which team can pull it the fastest. And then also there's fundraising awards. It really is a primary fundraiser for us. So it's all fun, all out there for a great cause. Um, So many ways to to get involved and and feel success there. Well, it is. Uh, Check that out on the website as well. Why don't you throw that website out there again, Megan, so they know what it is. Yep. www.specialolympics.com. Love to have you get involved. How else do you guys receive funds? I know you do a lot of fundraising, but do you get uh, grants or government monies at all to help? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All of all of the above. We absolutely rely on grants that we receive from foundations across the state. We rely on the support of individual donors and families who contribute um, gifts of all sizes. That really is what um, helps us operate. We work with a ton of corporate partners as well, and we so appreciate working with all of our cor- corporate partners and really do try to make it a mutually beneficial partnership. So if you have a company out there and are interested in getting involved, supporting Special Olympics, we have wonderful ways for your employees to get more involved. So it's a, it's a really try to make it a mutually beneficial um, thing there. And, oh, and it's, then, a yeah. good pro- it's a good fun project for a company to get involved with. Yeah, and what else do you absolutely. have? Absolutely. Yeah, so of, of fundraising events. We just capped off our Polar Plunge series each year. We hope to raise half a million dollars from that. Our teams fundraise. Um, we just finished off a campaign with Safeway where thanks to their customers, they raised more than $150,000 for oh, the Special Olympics. So amazing stuff there. Just really appreciate the entire community supporting our Colorado athletes. And, and it is important to um, remind everyone that what we raise here in Colorado stays here in Colorado. It's a... Uh, um, we are a state-run organization. We are accredited by Special Olympics International, but serve it. we have our own 501c3 here, our own board, and really do operate independently. Well, that's a good way to end it, Megan, knowing the monies do stay here helping our Special Olympians and all that they do and all the work that you do is spectacular. Keep it up. Maybe we'll see you in August at the plane pull again this year. Yes, please. <laughs> Looking forward to August 28th. Oh, yes, uh, save the date. We have one coming up in Colorado Springs, too. So it's well, a brand new event. It's, it's a great pull. thing. You got to get a gang together, get your buddies together, and have some fun with that because it is a riot, and you're raising money for a good cause. Megan, good talking with you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too as well. And you guys hang in there now. There's more Mile High Magazine on the way, and I'm Murphy Houston.